welcome to the Infinite Improvisation Podcast, Adventures in Music and Creativity. And I am Steve Tressler, joined by Lauren Best. Happy to be back. Yeah, so in our first season, we were working on answering some questions about why and and what and who we are. And now we're going to get into the how. How do we improvise? How do we create new musical ideas or put new artistic works out into the world and get into that process. So these will be a series of five mini episodes around the creative practices of infinite improvisation. And largely this will be about the process. It's a how episode, but not necessarily a how to like a linear step-by-step process. Mm -hmm. Um, what What are your thoughts on that of the how a creative process versus something that's a little more linear. You know, I heard someone describe it as a buffet. <laughs> it was it was JD Derbyshire who's a who's a comedian and playwright. Uh, and they described it as like a creative buffet that, you know, you give yourself lots of different options and then you see what tastes good and you see you see what you feel like like choosing from. So I, I know what you mean with not um not necessarily a linear step by step process. It's not like baking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, where we have exact ratios and mm. uh, and it's an exact formula. Um, but there's yeah. there's different elements for different times, different purposes, different people. <laughs> yeah, whereas if you're coming up with your own recipe, if you're the one writing the recipe, that certainly could be more of a creative creative practice. So, or something more linear, like you're learning how to change the higher in your car or learn the D flat major scale. It's something where the outcome is predetermined. You know what the goal is ahead of time when you start. So when we're developing skills, it's some of the most effective way, you know, the research by Anders Ericsson tells us that deliberate practice helps us develop skills in the most efficient way, which is knowing what the outcome is and dividing it up into actionable steps and getting coaching. And that's really important for us as we're learning skills as artists and musicians. But the creative part is, is different. And we might when we're going to improvise a piece, compose something, paint an original work, whatever your your medium is, you might not know what point B is when you start. Mm-hmm. When you're done, like the results might surprise you. So it takes mm-hmm. a different different approach and it's less it's less direct and have to embrace this process of it being, you know, about being more of a wandering, less ef- less efficient process. Mm-hmm. And within that, sometimes we do come up with certain formulas um, that we feel work for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and 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 well, we've talked before about limitations, right? Certain mm-hmm. limitations or formulas that we might adjust. Um, but y- y- like y- y- there, there are many possible variations and many mm-hmm. possible. I mean, even within baking, I do improvise a little bit mm-hmm. <laughs> because I know what some of the formulas are, right? That mm-hmm. like, it's kind of, I see it's about this amount of spice. So I can maybe, you know, put in some different spices of my own because I kind of see what they're, where they're going with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I'll, I'll think, oh, that creative process worked really well for me before. I see I did some things, so maybe I'll, I'll try that again. But uh, there's a lot more, as you're saying, there's a lot more that's unknown or intuitive or where we kind of leave deliberate blank spaces to fill in mm-hmm. later. Yeah, so the first of these creative practices to get into for this episode is experimentation. Um, a quote from Jacob Bronikowski, which is, there's a likeness between the creative acts 
of the mind in art and in science. Mm-hmm. Which I which I really like. So experimentation, this is embracing the scientific method, which I think about is how how scientists learn more about their domain. It starts with maybe a curiosity, like, oh, what's something I would like an answer to or, or a problem? And following your curiosity and setting up experiments. So we can do this with our art or as a as a musical experiments as a musical experiment and you know you're you'll be gathering data and you know we may have an idea of what oh we're going to experiment and see what happens you might have a prediction of we have a hypothesis and but the results may ultimately may ultimately surprise us mhm yeah and the idea of multiple possible outcomes Mm-hmm. And and kind of suspending judgment on those, mm-hmm. <laughs> that we can embrace some of the some of the various possibilities mm-hmm. as parts of that process. Mm-hmm. So for this concept, this is less of a. I, as we go, we'll, we'll try to give you even more practical, getting closer to the how-to thing. But the experimentation, it's more of the mindset that we're ta- we're taking this with the curiosity of a scientist, and that we're that we're gathering data. So our art and our music is very, very important and special to us. But at the same time, we, as we're as we're having these experiments, sometimes the results won't be what we expected, or we're not happy with the results. But treating treating this as a scientist, that we're looking at all of this as data that we're gathering, that we're gathering data, and it doesn't mean you're a bad scientist because your hypothesis wasn't entirely right. Well, then we devise a new experiment, have a new hypothesis, and that's how. And that's how you get better at that's how you get better at science, and that's how you get better at creating things. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I would agree with that, and also thinking about it helps us, I think, separate um, some of the different elements of the outcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we've talked before about, you know, one outcome is how we feel, <laughs> like mm-hmm. how our emotions feel, how like what we're noticing. Um, and then an out- another outcome is how the music actually sounds or how mm-hmm. the the creative work actually um, like impacts us or impacts other people. Um, you know, and there could be other other categories we add on to that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And ev- eventually, as, as you go, we want art and music that really resonates with us and with other people. But the way to get there is through some of this experimentation, having data and uh, and and throw and throwing things out. You know, we have mm-hmm. you generate lots and lots of data, and when things don't work, being just free to toss it out and 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 try again. Think, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm doing quotes quotes from Brahms, composer, which I believe is the mark of an artist is how much he throws away. Mm-hmm. So kind of if your if your uh, garbage can is most full with your scores that didn't work out, then you'll in the process you'll get to the gems. I mean, we're in the process now of writing our theme song for this podcast and you know we'll keep we'll keep going until we have something that we're happy with and we're very proud of the results but you can only get there through the messy process it just doesn't come to beginning to end perfectly form like it fell out of the sky which is a misconception some people have of folks that are creative or talented in, in some way that this final product just you know drops straight from the muse and straight out of your straight out of your pen or your paintbrush or your or your voice Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the process is, you know, just embrace this, this messiness. You'll be having a lot of experiments, generating lots of data. You're not happy with how some of it turns out and you make changes and you just have to be ready for that, for that journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you kind of learn to anticipate that and that 
becomes part of it. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like I find sometimes I'll sometimes I'll improvise and record it and try to just do a bunch of different recordings in a row. And mm-hmm. oftentimes a lot of it, like you're saying, a lot of it I don't want to keep. It's kind of like mm-hmm. a lot of run-on sentences <laughs> sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. But then within that, I'm able I'm able to notice things, notice patterns, or just notice little moments I want to pick out that I may not have arrived at if I had not been in the middle of those run-on <laughs> sentences, mm-hmm. you know. I wouldn't have necessarily gotten there just like... Uh, you know, it's uh, like it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense for me to be like, I'm going to sit down. And I'm only going to play the keepers, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, like that. That's that's not it. You know, that's mm-hmm. not how I'm going to get there. I need to I need to go through this process. That's very different than what it would be if I was trying to write a song or trying to, you know, even jam with someone else. I'm kind of allowing for for a certain kind of mindset or a certain kind of sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And r- writers do that with free writing. Just write, 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 write. And then then you can get to the good stuff. And that yeah, happens with composing. You know, the intro to the song isn't working and then suddenly something amazing happens and you're like, oh, this is actually the song and you just, you had to get through the other stuff. And that can be similar to skill development too. If you're learning how to hit a golf ball and you go to the driving range, I'm only going to hit, the, I'm only going to hit it straight down the middle every time. You know, that doesn't, doesn't quite happen. You've got to, got to shank, shank them as well. Uh, and it gets us used to that too, so that we kind of can have emotional safety within this broader range of experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think too that thinking of it like a scientist also encourages us to to measure things, even if that's kind of measuring just based on our own observations and not like specifics, mm-hmm. but measure things in different ways too, like mm-hmm. like notice different aspects of how we're feeling, like noticing. Well, I was talking before about our our um, our emotions or what we're feeling in our body or noticing about our experiences within ourselves, within our emotions or our thoughts, um, or our physicality, noticing how things actually feel in our body. Um, but also noticing like what we can see and what we can hear and kind of like teasing out and separating the different aspects of what we're observing. Yeah. Does that kind of, right does that on. resonate like that yeah, sort of separating yeah. out some of those elements so that we can uh, I mean a lot of it ends up being that we think it's like one thing and then suddenly we realize or one hypothesis right mm-hmm. and then we realize that's actually like a number of different experiments or different elements of this that we're observing at the same mm-hmm. time or we might even revise what the question is <laughs> yeah and we'll get to to some of those too when we get to the our fifth mini episode on reflection as well and reflecting and and with our yeah with our experiments and and what what to do next based on how it how it feels and how it sounds i was going to ask are there any like kind of tips and tri- i was going to say tips mm-hmm. and tricks but just things about experimenting that you'd say hey this is what i've learned about <laughs> creative experiments you know mm-hmm. like any sort of um for someone starting off on that adventure or someone who's listening to this and thinking, oh, I never thought of that as an experiment. I'm going to go do some experiments now. Thank you, Steve. I am now a scientist. (laughs) Um, How would you like to send them on their way? (laughs) Yeah, so you can think of something 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 that you're curious about. It might even be experimenting, you know, with a new medium or sometimes I might, you know, a new sound making, a new instrument shows up. Like I'm going to figure out all the sounds this thing can make and it can shape into 
um, it can shape into something compelling or interesting or, or not. But we'll also this this will tie in all, all these practices intersect with each other, but uh, with the, the limitations. So we'll have some in the in the show notes. We'll share some for for musicians some some ways of setting up musical experiments through a limitation menu. So this comes from a book that you can download on the Infinite Improvisation website as well. It's called Creativity Triggers for Musicians, uh, and it's I'm all I'm in the process of re revising it as the imp- Infinite Improvisation Handbook. So depending on when you're listening to this episode, you'll be able to find it on the website under one of those two two names. But diving into having a very specific limitation. So saying, okay, I'm going to experiment, but I'm only going to use the black keys on the piano and one hand <laughs> and experiment. And then within within that limitation, just see what happens. And can I make something that makes something interesting? And I've done other, you know, just limitation like that a class I was just teaching I was having some students improvise with just two notes but their job was to try to make someone else laugh with only mm-hmm. those two notes so then suddenly they're having to do a lot with dynamics and expressiveness and all of these so that was a, just an experiment I set up and it's not about setting up the right what's the correct experiment to set up so I'm like I'm going to set up an experiment of having one fifth grader make a group of fifth graders laugh only using two notes mm-hmm. so <laughs> it doesn't have to be all um doesn't have to be super serious, the, the whole process. So it can be the playful element, which is another mini episode on another mini episode on play. But mm-hmm. it can be taking one, uh, just yeah, narrowing down what tools you're working with. So it could be these notes, it could be this dynamics, it could be this paint color. Mm. Uh, and, and then seeing, experimenting with it within a narrow scope. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that that fewer options. I find often, mm-hmm. you know, I think of an idea <laughs> and then I have to narrow it down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or I do an experiment and then I need to narrow it down more. And even though earlier I talked about um, kind of run-on sentence improvisations where they're mm-hmm. sort of, it were like free writing, mm-hmm. but for improvising. Um, and I, in that case, my limitation was play short things. <laughs> don't mm-hmm. plan <laughs> you know but i would i wouldn't start there necessarily i would start even even in a more even simpler way mm. um and as you're saying even just a couple notes you know mm. i mean there's different there's different ways to do it but uh i find often it's like less even less even less mm. because by by scaling it down then you start to actually come up with more ideas you know so Mm. at least you know on piano if I think it's only two notes okay but I could play those two notes in different octaves right and then I start Mm. to think of different types of um different types of patterns I might not have otherwise so Mm. yeah I would agree I would agree with uh, kind of keeping it simple and then you can always add add on more Mm -hmm. yeah and and as we as we go we'll be doing some of these experiments live on the podcast as as we go along so we want to model this ourselves and have other folks in our our online community to come together and and do these together as a as a community that you're not just in in isolation experimenting you know bringing Mm. forth your results with with other people i guess Mm -hmm. the other the other point uh i wanted to touch on uh i I mentioned this to you before some some folks when i when i say that i'm a professional musician they go oh you're a musician you must be good at math because music and math are the same thing. I'm like, mm. and I was maybe grumpy and I didn't quite know how to respond other than like, yeah, haha, sure. Um, 
but now I like to say, I'm like, actually, it's much closer to a much closer to a science and the scientific method and talk about what we're talking about with experimenting and Mm. making experiments and looking at the results and changing things and seeing what happens. And um, Mm -hmm. it's not exact. It isn't art. It's partly, you know, it's partly art, partly science. There's math in there in there, too. But I feel much more comfortable with the creative process being more like the scientific method than just than uh, turning it into a math formula. Yeah, and changing variables um, individually, or mm-hmm. or maybe a couple at a time. But like, if something different didn't work, rather than starting from scratch, mm-hmm. I mean, you you are welcome to start from scratch, but mm-hmm. you'll learn a lot more by changing mm-hmm. like one thing, and then did that thing that you changed change the outcome as you were expecting? Mm-hmm. Like, how can it helps? I think to make choices about how you adjust things when you think of it mm. as an experiment as opposed to necess- it being like, um, you know, that it's all wrong. <laughs> it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that everything leading up to the outcome was wrong if you didn't get what you were mm. hoping for. It means you need to adjust parts of, um, well, I won't say the formula, but yeah. Um, yeah. Of, the, of the experiment. Yeah, and that it helps you be detached to some degree. It's like, okay, this mm-hmm. music, it needs to be really meaningful and powerful. And this is, I put my life into it. You can put just a lot of expectations onto the results, which can be, you know, we have to, this is important to us, but you still have to be a little bit detached from all the data you're collecting and, and move forward from there. And mm-hmm. not to harsh on math too much. Apparently, if you study mathematics at a very high level, it becomes as open and creative you know, it becomes a very beautiful, creative thing. I've never quite made it to that level, so I didn't experience <laughs> that that level of of mathematics. But I hear, I hear it's there. Well, and apparent, I think a lot of us learn mathematics with a lot of um, like memorization mm-hmm. and, and semantic information, and mm-hmm. um, and that uh, what we're and sometimes people learn signs that way too. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of thinking about it, what you're doing as a system is more like what most of us would think of when we think of experimentation is kind of Mm -hmm. working in these systems but these systems that are um kind of like a a manageable uh, adjustable um kind of playground you know Mm -hmm. uh, a serious playground but a playground (laughs) that's true in science class we had our science experiments they were all dictated out of the textbook and you had to do it a certain way and the you know teacher knew in advance what the what the results would be if you did the experiment right so not quite what we're talking about yeah more like the um uh this the the scientist that's that's sort of driven by passion in their lab Mm -hmm. kind of working in a more holistic Mm -hmm. way as opposed to uh you know the the textbook (laughs) the textbook approach perhaps Well. well i think we can leave it there is this still within mini episode range? I think we I did think it. so. I think we kept it shorter than mm-hmm. than forty minutes. So, and please let us know if you have questions. Let us know where this takes you and how you relate to this, and what kind of experiments you've been doing or what you plan to do. Yeah, and connect with us at infiniteimprovisation.com. You can find our online community and uh, and send us send us a message. 